A day that will change two people's lives in an instant. 16 of WWE's finest men and women will battle it out for an opportunity to guarantee themselves a fancy briefcase. A day in which we will see Becky Two Belts defend both of her titles in two separate matches. Will Ghana's favorite son settle the score with the merciless prize fighter? The dream match that everyone wanted is here, but will it deliver? J-Man and Boss Ross bring to you the Double Turn Podcast Money in the Bank 2019 Preview and Prediction Show, which starts right now. everybody to another special edition of the double turn podcast it is our money in the bank 2019 preview and prediction show for uh, one of the big five events for wwe since apparently now we have five major pay-per-views even though they do about 27 a year boss ross coming at you the j-man with me to break down everything that is going into this 11 match card j-man what's up brother my man i'm here i'm ready to roll we are uh i don't even know what are we (laughs) we're one week out from memorial day weekend which i'm very much looking forward to Mm -hmm. um not just because of double or nothing but just because it's uh we get an additional day off you and i We have double or nothing news. Actually, we have AEW news in our uh, abbreviated news section because this is a preview and prediction show. We do have news to get to. Uh, Very exciting news to get to. But uh, like I said, keep it locked here uh, for the next little bit. Enjoy what you hear because this is, of course, uh, shows that the J-Man actually really like to do. Not that we don't enjoy our regular shows, talking about the ins and outs of the week, bringing you guys our observations with the with the smaller end scale stuff when it comes to the television show and matches and psychology and things of that nature. And things that are happening outside of WWE, you know, such as the things that are happening in Impact, which you have always a great thought thought process on, and things that are going on in NJPW, ROH, and obviously AEW. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but again, we are focused on a pay-per-view this week, a pay-per-view that I will probably... Speak freely of both of us. We're actually kind of excited for very much, so. um, especially since their next set of pay-per-views eh, could go either way. Yeah, that's true. So. The next pay-per-views, what do we got? We got WWE in Saudi Arabia, which they're apparently going to call Super Showdown, um, which they just called the one in Melbourne last October. And then right. after that, we have WWE Stomping Grounds, which is replacing Backlash. And then after that, we got Extreme Rules in Philly. That should be fun. Uh, yes, Tacoma, Washington is where uh, Stomping Grounds will be uh, taking place. That is correct. Still a better name than Great Balls of Fire. This is true. And That's... here's to hoping that Tacoma's better crowd than uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, and the Cajun Dome. You are never going to forget that Never, place. ever. Let's, uh, let's get to news. We've actually uh, got some sombering news, but I want to start with the good news first. Let's do that. So, uh, as I've said multiple times on this show, J-Man has also uh, probably been a little more excited than I have about it. But I was fair. I said, once AEW starts making certain steps, I will get excited. It is now official. AEW now has a television deal in the United States. That is correct. And it's not just a television deal. It is a major television deal. Ladies and gentlemen, All Elite Wrestling will be presented this fall on Turner Network 
television. You might ask yourself, huh, why does that sound so familiar? Well, for a couple of different reasons. One, it's a huge home for the National Basketball Association playoffs and the National Basketball Association as a whole. Um, They are currently, uh, I believe, hosting the Eastern Conference Finals, or is it the Western Conference Finals that are taking place on TNT right now? Um, Either which way, they always get a huge boost from that over the summertime, and of course, the old home of World Championship Wrestling. WCW was on there from 1996 to 2001. We all know it to be one of the biggest uh, wrestling promotions of all time, having for clo- having closed in 2001 when WWF bought it out. But uh, they are back in the professional wrestling business. AEW will be coming back this fall. No word as to when exactly they will be starting back up, but it is officially on their fall schedule. Uh, Cody, uh, Brandy Rhodes, uh, Kenny and the Young Bucks, uh, Mr. Khan uh, were all there in, uh, I believe they were in Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken, for this huge uh, announcement. Uh, But this is massive news. The reason why it's so massive is not just because this little company, this little pissant company, like my boy Triple H called it at the Hall of Fame ceremony, um, not not only the fact that they got a television deal, they got a television deal with a major cable network. This is not Pop TV. This isn't t- and by the way, Impact Wrestling, they've been going at it for a long long time since 2002. The only television network, the biggest television network that they got on was TNN. WWF was on TNN for a very very long time. WWE, I should say, was on TNN for a very long time, but it's not the level that TNT is. TNT is on the same level as USA. Um, Impact was on Spike TV, which was TNN. Sorry about that. No, yeah. no, it's fine. Uh, and and Spike TV actually, I believe, was on longer and was getting slightly bigger ratings. Yes, that was because Ultimate Fighting Championship was owned by Spike TV at and, the time. And I also made a mistake. Impact is on the Pursuit channel, not Pop, because they were on Pop. They are now on Pursuit. They've had three networks in four years. That is correct, which is even worse. And by the way, that's saying a lot because you and I have spoken about this. Impact has been doing great television over the past few months. But again, when you're on the Pursuit Network and nobody is watching you, that says a lot. AEW has not even been watched by anybody, and they are on TNT coming up this fall. And on top of that, we have news as to how much their pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, is going to cost. It's going to be $49.99 for the actual pay-per-view. Now, from what I understand, I thought that Double or Nothing was supposed to be on Bleacher Report Live, which is um, TNT's sports streaming service. But I'm not 100% sure as to whether or not Double or Nothing is actually going to be airing on that. However, from what I understand, I think it's $79.99 for a yearly subscription for Bleacher Bleacher Report Live and $9.99 a month. Very exciting news for all elite wrestling. Of course, their pay-per-view Double or Nothing is a week from Saturday, the weekend after the pay-per-view we're about to cover. Uh, So I'm actually going to uh, speed things along just a bit. Again, I know we have some very... Sad news that I'm about to announce. I also have another piece of news that I'm going to add on to the end of this. Okay. Because it will be more towards the current programming. So I will start with the fact that Ric Flair was hospitalized. Uh, TMZ was uh, reporting a couple of different things. I'm going to let J-Man actually take the lead on this because I only had bits and pieces of it. Uh, But Ric Flair was hospitalized. Supposedly, he is going to be okay. 
Right. So we've been hearing a couple of different things. TMZ earlier this morning reported that the situation is very serious, that he was rushed to an Atlanta-based hospital on uh, this morning, um, and that it was an emer- a medical emergency. TMZ Sports reported this. Sometime later, Fightful's Sean Ross Sapp said that Conrad Thompson, who is uh, Ric Flair's son-in-law or former son-in-law, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, current. He current is married to uh, Megan Flair. Thank you very much. I wasn't too sure if this was Charlotte's ex-husband or not. So they said that it's not that grave and it's not that serious, that apparently it was an actual planned procedure that Rick was trying to have done prior to him traveling to Vegas next weekend. Rick Flair is supposed to be at StarCast, the big wrestling convention that's taking place within the same area that Double or Nothing will be taking uh, place at uh, next weekend in Las Vegas. So it's been some conflicting reports. One thing to note, however, is Charlotte, who is Ric Flair's daughter, of course, didn't post anything regarding her father on her social media accounts today. Let that be taken with a grain of salt. She might be being very private about the matter, or it could very well be that Fightful might be right, TMZ might be wrong, and they're not wanting to blow it out of proportion. Either which way, Rick's in the hospital, prayers up for Rick, hope all is well, hope it's a speedy recovery, hope he's in Vegas next weekend, and we're all good. Another person that was supposed to be at StarCast with Ric Flair, unfortunately we have the passing of a former WWE diva, because that's what they were called, Ashley Massaro. Dad at age 39, only a couple weeks away from being 40 years old. Again, was supposed to be at StarCast in Vegas the weekend of Double or Nothing. All reports say that it is not criminally um, involved when it comes to her death. Uh, So, take whatever you want with it. To me, that says drugs are not involved and suicide is not involved. Because both of those are crime-related. So is su- a suicide, do they consider that a crime yeah. technically? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right. So, um, so far we don't know. I'm sure we will get more details. Right. There may even be more details, but as of right now, nothing official is being released other than she was found dead. She is 39. And, uh, she, just, has a, she has a daughter. Just very shocking. Again, she was supposed to be at an event a week from Saturday. Right. So, uh, if we get more news, we will post it probably on our Instagram page at the Double Turn Podcast. Uh, we'll have that information for you as we go. Yes, uh, she was the second ever winner of the uh, Raw Diva Search. Diva Search, yes, yeah. and uh, she was in WWE from 2005 to 2008. She requested her release from WWE a little bit earlier when her daughter got sick back in the day. So it's it's just a very sad situation. She was very young. A lot of outpouring from the WWE and professional wrestling community. Uh, may she rest in peace. Uh, dead at the age of 39, Ashley Massaro. Now, there's no easy way to transition from that, so I will do my very best. Um, The news that I have here, because the other news is directly involved with Money in the Bank. Yes. Leo Rush has taken all of his WWE handles off of all of his social media outlets. Not good news if you were hoping Leo Rush was going to be back with the company. Uh, Again, we reported it was either last week or the week before that he had turned down a contract. Of 300 grand a year. Uh, and so that was a, a bit of the uh, mishaps. Of course, I guess he was getting a big head backstage, mm-hmm. which is never good because we see a lot of people that are having problems backstage, and it directly affects them on camera. Braun Strowman, for one. Apparently, he's in the doghouse again. I still don't know why, officially. 
plus Lars Sullivan and all that stuff. I don't want to get into it. He's been fined. He's apologized. He's going into a bunch of management classes. I don't want to get involved with it. The point is, Leo Rush, probably not going back to WWE. Right. And now the plan was apparently with all this whole situation going on that they were planning on shipping him down to NXT, which... I would have been okay with, and then him kind of reconstruct himself, yada, yada, yada. And now he took all of his WWE stuff, as you said, down. He's bu- He's got his booking information on his bio, on his Instagram page. Um, not necessarily, listen, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's just, it's unfortunate because he's a great performer. He's very young, man. He's 24 years old. Um, he is married. He's got a kid. It's, you know, uh, however... You're again. You're not bigger than the machine. You're not bigger than the machine. John Cena is not bigger than the machine. The Rock was never bigger than the machine. Stone Cold was never bigger than the machine. Hulk Hogan was never bigger than the machine. What makes you think you, Leo Rush, who's only been in the company for a little over a year, that you're bigger than the machine, man? I support you. I'm in. I'm on your side. I'm on the side of the performers. I think I've made that very clear on this podcast. But let's be honest. The team, the the company is who hires you. You are not bigger than the company. It is your responsibility to assist in making the company look good, and they're going to make you look good, but you also don't try not to look like an ass. That's all I'm saying, and it's unfortunate that that was the case. Or, I mean, I think it it is the case. I'm not 100% sure. Once we get more details, we will let all of you know. Again, we, again, have an Instagram page at the Double Turn Podcast, Man. Pretty much runs 99.9% of it. Uh, I would say 100, but I'm pretty sure I've at least done something for it once. You've given me information to put up. Again. Yes, absolutely. It's not that I don't, it's it's not that I'm not involved. He just took charge of it and ran with it, so he's in charge of it. Yeah, you're so creative you director of the podcast. I executive produce, and I'm running the, 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 the Instagram page. That's how we do this podcast. It's how we make it work, and we're killing the game for it. And it's very much appreciated because it is a big presence for us. It's how we help uh, get uh, more listeners. By the way, you guys should uh, like and share these podcasts. Get them out to wh- whoever uh, is a wrestling fan or just uh, you know you want something to listen to in your car. Or you want to get back into professional wrestling? Of course. Boom. Of course. Money in the Bank news as we transition to our preview and prediction show because that's how we do. Alexa Bliss is not cleared on this show. She's not going to be in the women's money in the bank match. She is replaced by Nikki Cross. My first question is Why? if she's not in this match, how was she ever quote-unquote cleared? She's wrestled two matches on TV, probably done some house shows. Mm-hmm. So she was cleared, but now she's not. So either you cleared her and she got re-injured or she's been working hurt. So Nikki Cross kind of gets put in a good position for herself, even though there's really not any buildup for her to be in this position. Say what you want about, quote unquote, deserving to be in the match. All I want to know is, have I seen you on TV wrestle? Have you done a good job? Are you... Are you in this match? And I believe that you can at least fill your role. Right. That's all. Those are great questions. So when it comes to Alexa Bliss, it sucks. You know, hopefully they take longer to clear her this time, or maybe this is just a hitch, mm-hmm. and they're just holding her out for precautionary reasons, which could be the case. Right. But she's not cleared for this event. Of course, uh, this would be an event where you wouldn't be cleared because you're going to take some really violent bumps when it comes to either with a ladder, on a ladder, from a ladder, you know, high up. 
from a ladder to the mat or to the ropes or whatever. These are high impact bumps a lot right. of these lady or these men and ladies are going to be taking. And not to mention, so Alexa's a heel, right? So nine times out of ten, a heel is going to take a massive spot from a baby face. Why? Because that's just the way that things work. That you know, it's like the crowd wants to go crazy. They want to go ahead and root for something. Why not have Naomi, you know, jump off a ladder and then drop Alexa through it? Like that's just it's just common sense. That's how things work. Were you expecting to do that to Alexa Bliss? Because if you were, shame on you. And it goes back to the whole situation that we were talking about, or at least I've been discussing with John Oliver and things of that nature. It's just like why? Um, and WWE has this thing of waiting till the very last second to clear somebody. Guys, stop doing that because you're making it seem like this person's going to be there you sell all these tickets then you yank them back first of all second of all if alexa was working hurt damn it wwe what are you doing this is one of the faces of your women's division why are you putting her in this situation this woman is five foot nothing a hundred and nothing she's i'm not saying she's fragile that's not what i'm saying she's very athletically built she can take these bumps why in God's name, though, would you put her in this position to get even more hurt, especially if it's she's got a history of concussions, Ross. We know this. She sustained like about five of them towards the end of 2018. That's why she didn't wrestle from September on, because it was a history of concussions that Alexa was having, and they were trying to protect her the same way that they've been trying to protect Daniel Bryan. So why would you put her in this situation, especially considering the fact that you have her going into a ladder match? Damn it, WWE. That slides us right into our preview and predictions for Money in the Bank 2019. Let me tell you something. Uh, I've I've said numerous times that the Money in the Bank pay-per-view holds a special place in my heart for a lot of different reasons. Um, one of the best main events in WWE history happened at a main event, or at a main event, at a Money in the Bank pay-per-view. That would be 2011. That would be CM Punk and John Cena. I will confidently tell you it is the only wrestling DVD I own is that pay-per-view. That's fair. Because that's how influential that pay-per-view is. So, again, amongst other things, when it comes to the actual matches, a lot of the events, a lot of the storylines, again, it's that time between WrestleMania and SummerSlam. A lot of people don't think there's going to be great storylines. But, again, Money in the Bank was prevalent before they really made SummerSlam a big, big deal again. Mm -hmm. So it kind of was taking the place of SummerSlam in importance for a while. Absolutely. So there's a lot of potential in this pay-per-view. Yes. Now, I will tell you, this pay-per-view is emanating from Hartford, Connecticut. Now, let's I say- realize this is in their backyard. Thank you very much. But it's Hartford, Connecticut. They might as well do it in Stanford. Or in Greenwich. I'm just saying, well, only if you bring the Main Street Posse back. Or Triple H. <laughs> Your boy, Triple H. There you go, Triple H so, reference number one. So, uh, again, it is at the XL Center in Hartford, Connecticut. If I'm not mistaken, is that not UConn's house? Is it? I think that's where the both men and women's Huskies basketball teams play in the XL Center. Uh, that's very possible. I was actually looking for a capacity here while you were looking that up. I want to say about 16,000, uh, Men's basketball is part-time. Part-time. Also women's basketball, part-time. Interesting. Oh, so wait, hold on. Where is the University of Kentucky? Oh, I'm you sorry, Connecticut. Connecticut. Sorry, is it? Is it not in Hartford? It's in stores. Ah. If I remember correctly. Okay. So they must use it sometimes. That makes sense. That so there you go. Okay. 
Uh, I cannot find a capacity, uh, and I'm not going to look. Oh, there we go. 2014 to present, 15,564. So that is the capacity. They will probably uh, at least sell a good portion of that. Probably. I'd say about 14,000 will go ahead and show up. That makes about, that's about right, because they have to go ahead and, you know, block off part of the stage because of where they put everything, of course. Yeah. 11 matches on this card. I've always been uh, not a fan of the of when half the card gets put together the week before the pay-per-view, which unfortunately, this pay-per-view kind of feels that way at some level. I realize that there are some feuds that everybody kind of expected to be on the card, but it seemed like up until this week, we only had a handful of matches and then a bunch of them just got added. Yeah. We have a lot of rematches on this card, which is not always the best omen, but I get it. Some of the storylines had to continue. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not a big fan of multiple pay-per-views where you just have rematches. Agreed. Just again and again and again. Yeah. And we've got a, we've got some people on the pre-show that you are, you would be shocked to see on the pre-show. So remember that show that I told you that uh, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns and the Usos were Money on the pre-show. Money in the Bank was it 2013 or it was, it was some, it, it was, it was unbelievable to see yes. those four mm-hmm. on the pre-show. Well, the Usos are back on the pre-show, and they're on the pre-show with Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Daniel Bryan, former WWE champion who just lost his title six weeks ago, Daniel Bryan. Now, in fairness, Daniel Bryan and, okay, Bryan had not been on TV pretty much since WrestleMania. He hadn't been cleared. He and Rowan just showed up. They thought they were going to be awarded the tag team titles by Shane McMahon because the Hardys had to relinquish it. They won a match. They've been the SmackDown tag team champions for less than a week. And now they have a title match. So, in fairness, I'm fine with this being on the pre-show because it's literally a feud and a match that was put together two days ago. And it's they're defending the SmackDown tag team titles against a team who's not even on the brand. Correct. Which is ridiculous. So, I guess, I guess we're just going to jump right into this. I don't see any reason why the Usos are winning this title simply because they're on Raw. Yeah, it would make zero sense for them to do so. Plus, if you're going to put over... By the way, if you have not seen the promo that Daniel Bryan and Rowan cut backstage about how they're going to change tag team wrestling, even though I know it's not going to happen, the promo was amazing. Daniel Bryan is the best, is one of the best promos in WWE right now, period. Am I right in saying that? Is Seriously. that a stretch? I, I don't think so. Seriously, go, go watch that promo. Yeah. Because it's awesome. Because yeah. literally everything he does... Mm-hmm. Is tremendous. Absolutely. He has been on a roll since he won the WWE title last year. Actually, no. He's been on a roll actually since SummerSlam last year with the with the buildup for the Miz feud, which is amazing. I secretly want his hemp belt. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Because now they sell it. Do, do they? Oh, yeah. That's they awesome. They About damn time. About well, again, time. you're not going to sell it while he's the champion. Well, yeah, because you don't want to sell his merch. Right. Because which, he's I mean, a heel. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, common sense. Use the uh, what a concept. Use the um, use the Jericho playbook of when he was heel. He wore he suits. He overtly told Vince, "Do not make shirts with me." Yeah, and then what did Daniel Bryan do as a heel? He was just wearing his wrestling gear. That's all he was doing. And then uh, Rowan would just come out with like punk rock T-shirts. Yep, and his sleeves are looking awesome these days. Rowan, um, by the way, I've criticized Rowan on several occasions. Yeah, because. For a while there, the guy existed. Right. In fact, I remember I called him the gas station attendant by the by the gear he was. In fact, he wore the gear that Hacksaw Jim Duggan wore as the janitor from 1999, except it was green. Yep. However, he I lost give the Rowan... rock in six seconds at WrestleMania 32. <laughs> That's right. Look, 
he's getting better. Absolutely. And by the way, people had their doubts about him being paired with Daniel Bryan. Him and it totally works. Him and DB have some excellent chemistry, first of all. And second of all, listen, we might give Rowan all the crap in the world, but let's be serious for a second. He was part of the original Wyatt family, and the original Wyatt family was tremendous. And I understand that, oh, the oppo- their main opponents were the Shield. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. you got to be a real good dance partner to have nearly a five-star match at Elimination Chamber against the Shield. you got to be a really good dance partner. Now, 2014, granted, right? That's correct, yes. It, to me, that was one of the best matches of the – actually, it's, it's the greatest six-man tag of all time. One of the best chamber matches. It's yes. one of the best six man tag matches. That was probably the match of the year in 2014. It was, it was between that or the the Evolution Shield Wars. It was amazing. They were, and Rowan was just as much a part of that as Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper was. That being said, Rowan's been stepping it up. He's a tag team specialist. True. He's a big dude, and he's got good chemistry with DB, and he's got great chemistry with the Usos. Because let's not forget, Harper and Rowan had some wars against the Usos back in the day, and they were great. So we're both picking Daniel Bryan and Rowan. The Planet's Champions for the victory, yes. That would be an amazing tag team name. Although I, I think I'll, they've already been calling themselves that. I was Okay, I was going to say that, uh, I mean, Bryan and Rowan's fine, but the Planet's Champions would be an amazing tag I team name. I think it makes perfect sense, the Planet's Champions. I love that. I hope WWE gets on the ball and then just sticks with that name for a while. For what seems to be about the 17th pay-per-view in a row, the Cruiserweight title is on the pre-show. It is Tony Nese versus... Aria Davari. Now, I will say this. If you have been watching 205 Live, this has actually been a pretty well-built feud. Preach. Now, for those of you that have not watched Davari wrestle, you're missing out. Clearly. For those of you that have been hidden under a rock for the last six months because Buddy Murphy was so awesome. By the way, I have not seen Buddy Murphy on TV since he got called up. Aleister Black has also not been on SmackDown. Except for cutting backstage Except for promos. cutting promos, yes. What I'm saying is, I have not seen Buddy Murphy on a SmackDown. That's a travesty. However, during that time, when Buddy Murphy was ruling the 205 Live division, Tony Nese was basically neck and neck with him when it came to being like a stud star on that brand, yeah. and now he's their champion. Agreed. So basically, from the at the end of 2018, there was three dudes that we were like oh my gosh they're killing the the cruiserweight division that was buddy murphy cedric alexander and mustafa ali well guess what we all forgot that tony nice existed that's what happened and mm-hmm. tony nice has been absolutely murdering it and he's obviously been rewarded for it and him and Divari are probably gonna have a very very good match at money in the bank but he, tony nice just won the title at wrestlemania there's no reason to go ahead and take it off of him right now and to be honest with you i don't know if Divari is the best person to take it off of him because he's just not on the same le- he is not a main heel there is one main heel on the cruiserweight in the cruiserweight division excuse me and that is drew gulak and he should be your next cruiserweight champion but tony nice needs to run with that title for just a little bit so i'm going to pick tony nice on this one so this is a perfect example of i can see this match on 205 live and i don't need to see it on a pay-per-view and that's no disrespect to these guys but unfortunately they've kind of been booking the 205 live division to just exist on pay-per-views yeah so i would much rather just leave 205 live you know, for big matches or big pay-per-views and just kind of say, okay, we're going to do title matches on 205 Live. Mm -hmm. This is a match I don't need to see on a Money in the Bank 2019 pay-per-view. I understand why they do it. I know exactly the positioning and the reasoning behind it, but it is what it is. I'm also picking Tony Nese to retain his Cruiserweight title. And let me just finish this up with one last thing. You know where Cruiserweight matches would be perfect on? Why not just put them on the NXT takeovers? 
I understand that they're part yes. of the quote unquote main roster, mm-hmm. but I mean Ali and Alexander. By the way, Alexander, another person who's only been on Raw once. Um, I understand that they're part of the main roster. No, just put them on takeovers the same way that they put the UK title up on takeovers. They would be treated a whole heck of a lot more important, and it adds an additional match onto your takeovers. Because takeovers, I think what they suffer from now, granted, they only have like a two-hour time limit. I get that. But still, they only have like four or five matches on the card, and it just they have to put in a lot more filler. Why not just put another good match where people are going to get more eyeballs on them? Because people watch the TakeOver specials. They could very easily do a NXT title match, a tag team title match, a North American title match, a women's women's title match, match, another main feud, which they tend to do, so that's their five. Did you mention the UK title? The UK title and 205 Live, or I should say the Cruiserweight title. That'd be a seven-match card every time. Boom. Seven matches is not a a big deal. You what? It goes two and a half hours max? That's perfectly fine. People love NXT. NXT TakeOvers are the best events WWE puts on. They're they're the most consistent ones. Give us longer. It's the only time where we're not going to complain about something being long in WWE. I guarantee it. So that's the pre-show. We're both picking the same people. Not a good omen. By the way, I'm leading 37 to 35. So is it 30? I thought it was 36. Eh, okay. No, no, no big deal. It's it's, it's two. You're right. You're it right. It is. So we now Thank go. Thank you, Matt Riddle. They oh, yes, indeed. Good job. Even though you love the Velveteen Dream, I can't believe. And I thought he was going to get called up. And you picked Bianca Belair. I Shame thought, on you. I thought Shayna Baszler was going to get called up. Unbelievable. Well, you know what? It's I can thank the impregnation vacation. All right. That that just happened right there. All right, uh, I'm starting with Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio. So the wrinkle in this, it is for the United States title. Um, Rey Mysterio's son has been showing up on a lot of TVs. Yes. Uh, Joe, I guess, stalked him backstage one of the shows. Um, Rey Mysterio is convinced that he can beat Joe. And uh, his son being involved, I don't know what the heck's going on. Um, I'm just going to confidently pick Joe. Because I don't see, I I really hope they do not have his son involved in this feud. Like, it would be stupid to do anything involving it other than the fact that it's been a cheap pop to have him on TV. Please don't get him involved in a feud where, like, he screws over his dad or something. That would be dumb. Just end the match. It doesn't have to be fast. I don't really have to care about it. I just need to move on from it. Samoa Joe will beat Rey Mysterio with the Kakina Clutch clean. So here's the thing. They've barely let Joe run rough shot with the U.S. title. You can't judge somebody by saying, oh, Joe's not been entertaining when you've barely been giving them any material to work with, right? I love Rey Mysterio. Uh, I'm a huge Rey Mysterio fan. What I want from this is for them to be able to give us what they couldn't give us at WrestleMania because Ray was injured. He hurt his ankle. So I want them to at least give us a 10-minute match between these two gentlemen, which I'm sure that they can go ahead and pull off some absolute magic. However, as much as I love Ray Mysterio and as much as I think he deserves to be in the limelight, even though he's a little bit older than most, and they'll say, oh, he's taking away his spot, he's still Ray Mysterio, and he's still great, and he's still a lot. he's still got a lot to offer. Joe needs to be featured more. I can't, I can't stress that enough. The man is unbelievable. The man is still at a good age where he can perform at an incredibly high level, but he's getting older, and you've barely done nothing with him. Please, 
Joe going over is the right decision and should be the call that is made on Sunday. I agree. Uh, and and I believe this is going to be in the dead spot again because there's really no other reason to put any of the other matches in the dead spot. Uh, you're absolutely correct. I mean, there, there's I mean, there's no logical way to put any of the other matches that we're about to mention in the dead spot unless unless you put Roman and Elias, and even then, I, I, I don't see why because that's been heavily featured on WWE programming the last few weeks. So I was going to split up the uh, two title matches from uh, your favorite women's champion of all time, but I'm going to do that in succession. So Roman Reigns and Elias in a in in what in what WCW would call a special attraction match. I still love that. Trust me, it's hilarious. If you ever go back and watch some of their pay per views, can I just say they give them the dumbest names ever? If you guys only knew the things that I have to go through when I walk into the studio every (laughs) night, I walk in. I give Ross his dinner. He thanks me. He sits down. He eats. And what he's watching on t- on the computer monitor isn't us catching up on the NBA playoffs. It's not checking out to see what's going on in the draft lottery, which, by the way, I could care less what is going on in the draft. Like, Zion Williamson, I don't care. if we, like, <laughs> I don't care. Well, if you don't care, why are you talking ESP- about ESPN it? ESPN has been just shoving it down my throat. Like, I could care less. And they're listen, they're just catering to New Orleans at this point. It's the same thing that happened with Chris Paul back in 2008. That's not the point. It's a wrestling podcast. I walk in. WCW 2000 is playing on the damn computer. Of course it is. Every Thursday night. Of course it is. Every Thursday night. Like, I mean... And then I get blamed, and I got thrown under the bus because I root for Kofi and I root for Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Anywho, Roman and Elias. All right, so uh, Roman Reigns punched Vince McMahon. Superman punched Vince McMahon. Excuse me. Superman punched him. Uh, this, of course, also happened because there was a wild card rule in which uh, Raw and SmackDown stars could show up on each other's shows all the time, meaning we're just going to see Roman twice a week, every week, until the end of time. So, uh, Shane McMahon uh, essentially got in Roman's face being like, um, you punched my dad. And then all of a sudden, oh, and also this also ties into the fact that Roman was supposed to be the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history and Elias came out. And so that's in the storyline as well. Um, The Miz is also sort of involved because he and Shane are still feuding. I only mention that because Shane is involved in this feud as well. So the Hawaiian shirt-wearing Elias wrestling against the big dog. Look, I would love, I would love, okay, let me preface this. Roman Reigns, amazing. I hate that he gets booed. I hate that people treat him the way he's treated. That being said, I would love for the WWE to get some brass down under and actually pick Elias to win the match. However, I can't do that because they're not going to have Roman Reigns lose this match. It's not going to happen, especially when Roman is going to be on a featured match at Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. They're not going to have him lose to Elias. It's not going to. Now, if if I'm wrong, I will jump up and down and run down the hallways. I walk with Elias, right? All those stupid chants that all the marks do and the fans. Yeah, stupid, but I love it because it's actually kind of cool at some (laughs) level. Anyway, Roman's winning. Roman's winning. 
Roman's winning. Roman's winning. Now, I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no other way to say it. I love Elias. Elias is awesome. He truly, truly is. He's a very good performer. Um, he should be a main eventer very, very soon. He should be a main event heel. I think being with Shane McMahon, I hope, I want to think, I want to say it's helping him. Why? Because he's being. You always said that he was getting prime television time on Monday night. You know, getting a segment of at least ten minutes performing and blah blah blah. And now he might not be performing, but he's on television with Shane McMahon. And Shane McMahon is being plastered all over our television sets like crazy, but at least Elias is there with him. With that being said, there's no way he's being Roman Reigns on Sunday, bro. Roman Reigns is getting groomed to get back into the WWE title hunt. I'm not saying he's going to be the one that beats Kofi, but I'm saying he's probably going to beat the guy that ends up beating Kofi. You know, that's... Roman wins, and it's not even close. I move very seamlessly on to The Miz versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. This, of course, stemming from the fact that they were tag team champions not that long ago. Mm -hmm. Then they lost the tag team titles to the Usos. Shane then turned on The Miz, also attacking his father with that hilarious meme of his father putting up his fists in the ring like this. By the way, Mr. Mizanin actually broke his rib. Unbelievable. That's... I don't even know why I'm surprised. Unbelievable. Guarantee you WWE not paying for it. That's <laughs> that's a joke for you. <laughs> Touche, sir. Touche. Anyway, Carry on. So uh, they had a match at WrestleMania. It was, what was it, a false count anywhere match or yes. no holds barred match? False count anywhere. Okay. Shane McMahon won. I was actually very pleasantly surprised because it was one of my favorite matches on the card. Very creative spot. It was a creative spot. It continued the feud. I was actually very impressed with that match. In fact, I may have even called it my favorite match yes, of you that have. show. You have. Good. I'm sticking by that. Yeah. Because it was awesome. Because it had everything. It did. And by the way. It was a very well-received match. That's multiple years where I've had a, a, a McMahon family member in the best match on a WrestleMania. Stephanie McMahon was in the match of WrestleMania of of that 34. WrestleMania with Triple H and Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey, and then Shane and AJ tore the house down at thirty three the year before. That was a great match too. Absolutely. So kudos to Shane McMahon and the Miz. Shane can go. Let's be honest. Shane However, can go. Yeah. this is a steel cage match. Mm-hmm. We are going to see coast to coast. We are going to see Shane do a stupid spot, mm-hmm. probably with a trash can or multiple other things. Plunder mm-hmm. may. I think this feud needs to be over. And the only way you end this feud is by the Miz beating him. Oh, absolutely. So that's my pick. No, no, I'm with you. Miz needs to Miz needs to win. We talked about it at when we were doing our WrestleMania preview that the wrestler needs to win when they're going against the part-timer or against the non-wrestler. We were wrong. Obviously Shane McMahon won. Miz needs to get his revenge. And Miz needs to go over because he's going to be one of the bigger baby faces on Raw along with Styles and with Rollins. At least I think with Styles, he might be turning heel. I'm not 100% sure. That's not the point. Um, Miz needs to win. And I think he deserves this win, to be honest with you. I know you hate talking about deserving stuff, but I mean, Miz has been killing the game. Miz is, and not to mention, he's been doing so good as a babyface. He has exceeded every single expectation that anybody had of him him as a babyface. 
absolutely been killing it with his promos, his wrestling style, uh, everything. H- him and Roman Reigns teamed up twice this week on Raw and SmackDown. And guess what? They actually were really good together. It's true. Really good together. And true. The, the, the Miz TV segment on Monday night was actually very fun. It was very cool. Roman was like, I want to talk to the guy that whooped Shane McMahon's ass last week. Not to Hollywood, Miz. And then all of a sudden, Miz was like, is that who you guys want to see? And the whole crowd in London was going crazy. I love that. Was it me or did Roman fit in very nicely promo-wise with everyone else in that ring? And mind you, Shane's not a bad pr- – okay, remember how I said Miz is a good talker? Yeah. Shane's the same way. Yes. There are certain things I will give Shane McMahon credit for because he like he has the business in his blood. Yeah. So on certain things, he can get a good promo, but he's a better talker like the Miz. Agreed. Elias is a good promo. Yes. And Roman – fit in perfectly well with the other three. Absolutely. I just point that out because I know a lot of people don't like Roman's promo skills, and I think they're wrong. That's I think all. Roman, I think Roman's promo skills ever since the feud with John Cena have gone up to an entirely different level. I'm not saying he's great, but what I will tell you is he's a whole hell of a lot better than he was back in the day. He's not saying uh, suffering succotash and well, things of that nature. Well, well, that's not him saying it. That's Vince writing it. No, so. I'm well aware of that, but I'm just giving his credit where credit is due. Ever since the John Cena feud, his promo skills have been quite, quite good. All right. Becky, two belts. She's got two matches this weekend. She's got one against Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Title and one against Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Title. This is this is this has been really tricky for me. Okay. So, it was tricky for me until I decided very easily who I'm picking in both of these matches. All right. Now, I realize that they have sold merchandise before. I reference AJ and Chris Jericho of them selling merchandise of them as a tag team, and then they just broke them right up. So they basically sold merchandise on purpose for a week to get people to buy shirts they knew would be obsolete that week of programming. That's right. They had the Team Y2AJ shirts. Correct. And that team broke up literally the week that shirt came out. That is correct. They lost the New they Day. They don't normally do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are now selling shirts that say Becky Two Belts. Okay? People are buying these shirts. Yeah. People like seeing Becky Lynch as the champion. Yes. Now, her being the champion of both shows is not going to last. No, no, it shouldn't. However, as much as I believe that they have the guts, actually, it's not even the guts. As much as I believe that they may very well just have Charlotte Flair win the SmackDown women's title and and, and move Becky to Raw full-time, because quite frankly, now that Ronda's not there, they need a flagship person on that show. So you either put put Becky or Charlotte over there because uh, Alexa can't do it by herself. She can't even do it, period, right now. And, of course, because Sasha's MIA, because all that stuff, I really truly believe they need to just make Becky someone on Raw exclusively, very quickly. Agreed. I agree with you entirely. However, that being said, I do not see Lacey Evans winning the title on Sunday. And at this rate, if you're not going to have her lose the Raw title, I wouldn't just make her a Raw superstar yet. Which means I am picking Becky Lynch to win both of these matches. Now, I do think the Lacey Evans match is going on first. I wouldn't be surprised. And I would think the Charlotte Flair match is going on in a semi-main. 
I will not be surprised if Lacey Evans costs Becky Lynch the SmackDown title and hands it to Charlotte. That I will not be surprised by. However, if I play things out and wait a little bit and have her be the champion for at least a little bit longer, and by a little bit, she could lose one of them on TV, Mm -hmm. which is perfectly fine by me. We need to see more title matches on TV anyway. Yes. That's just me. I'm not saying every week. No, I know, but but it it does need to happen more. It was very cool to have the WWE title be defended two nights in a row on Raw and SmackDown last week, so that was cool. So I'm lumping my prediction. I'm going to say Becky beats Lacey Evans for the Raw women's title. Or Sorry, she defends her Raw Women's title, and she retains against Charlotte Flair. You and I are really, we're basically on the same page on this because it, it, I, I thought about it for a, for a long, hard while, but I'm going to give you a different reason why I think that Becky should keep the SmackDown Women's title over Charlotte. So this feud, if you watch SmackDown, uh, when Charlotte was cutting her promo, they went ahead and did a, a special video package of sh- the, the rivalry that they have had up until this point. If this is supposed to be the feud ender at this uh, of this juncture, why would you have the heel go over on the babyface? Regardless of the babyface already, and I shouldn't say the babyface has already won because when Becky beat her at Evolution, Becky was quote unquote the heel, right? That, that that which was actually the truth, and then you can say, well, Becky's already had her moment because Becky won at WrestleMania. Becky didn't beat Charlotte. Becky beat Ronda. There's a big difference. I don't know why you would have her beat Charlotte. Or I'm sorry, why you would have Charlotte beat Becky when Charlotte's clearly the heel. You know, that that's just not how WWE logic should work. Now, that being said, I see Becky winning both of her matches. Here's the kicker, Ross. I'm not saying that this could happen. I'm not saying that it will. I would not be surprised if somebody wins the Money in the Bank briefcase and ends up cashing in on Becky for the SmackDown women's title to keep the SmackDown women's title on SmackDown and have Becky just be the Raw champion. Just saying. Telegraphing your money in the bank pick there a little bit? Maybe. By the way, have they said whoever wins the match, you have to cash it in on your brand? Have they exclusively said that? They have been saying that, but if you look... Um, how many times has a Raw superstar come into SmackDown and beaten that SmackDown champion for their title, or vice versa? It has happened before on a couple of different occasions, and let's not forget, Chris Benoit won the Royal Rumble in 2004. He was a SmackDown superstar. He showed up on Monday Night Raw with Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Well, remember that was also uh, it's it's. It goes back to either the brands matter or they don't. Listen, which, which they've which they've gone back and forth and telling you that they matter and they don't. This is the way that you need to look at it. The Money in the Bank briefcase does not guarantee you a title shot of what show you are on. It guarantees you a world title shot. Period. But again, that could also be semantics. Just saying. just okay. No, no. But I'm I'm just saying. So we're both picking Becky to win both matches. Shockingly. Okay. But I think it's the one that makes the most sense because how are you going to have Charlotte beat her and then she's the heel, so the heel, the, I mean, what is this, Triple H and Shawn Michaels back in 2004? And are you seriously going to put Lacey Evans over Becky Lynch when Becky beat Ronda Rousey? Mm-hmm. Are you sure about that? All right. Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens for the WWE title. I don't even know why you have to say it with that. Unvigor, but okay. Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens for the WWE Championship. Thank you. Kofi's winning. Oh, come on, man. Give me something. Give me something. I hope you're enjoying your vanilla Coke over there, by the way. It seems very good. 
look, they had a chance to bring Kevin Owens back the right way. They blew it. Thanks, Atlanta. Appreciate it. They had a chance to do that, and uh, they missed their opportunity. Was it Atlanta that did that? Who? Was which it? crowd turned the WWE to go nuts for Kofi Kingston? You know, the actual, like, employee. The, the, but before Houston? Oh, it was Houston, not well, Atlanta? He, I'm it was, sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Well, Houston was the elimination chamber, but it was, it was they went crazy at the gauntlet match. Right, so what? Uh, I think so it what, was Atlanta, actually. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. It was New Orleans. That's who it was. Sorry. Oh, good. Thanks a lot, New Orleans. Great. You were saying New Orleans earlier with uh, the fact they're going to have Zion and AD for like a year till AD leaves. AD's going to get traded. No, he'll just leave and sign with the Lakers with Clay, and then and then they'll just and then they'll just beat Golden State, and I'll be happy. And then they're going to that. Then it'll be Braun and. An AD That's okay. It's not the Warriors. That's what I care about. Okay, fair enough. Anyway. We're a wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've said my piece about Kofi Kingston. The clock is ticking on him losing the WWE title. Can't wait. It's not going to be at this pay-per-view. I am moving on. You may commence. Kofi Kingston's retaining. Okay, uh, okay so Kofi, Kofi's going to retain. I'll tell you why. Because you clearly don't give a damn. Uh, no, I'm serious. Kofi Kingston, Kofi Kingston is going to retain. I love KO, but this is just the beginning of this rivalry, and Kofi's reign has to at least have a couple of legs, and they're going to have a very good match, a very good match. Um, I just don't see KO taking the title yet. I could see KO eventually taking the title unless they came back with Daniel Bryan, but I sincerely doubt that because he's running the SmackDown Tag Team Division right now. But uh, I don't. I just don't see why KO would take it away from Kofi yet. I just don't see it. Look, I'm fair, and I've been very vocal. You have been that there. You've are, been very consistent that there that there are three champions on this show that I can't wait till they lose their belts. That's all. That's all I've said. And by the way, my opinion of SmackDown has changed because of it. I'm sorry. When you say three champions, do you mean there's one, one person that has two belts? Okay, cool. Just wanted to check. So I was going to say, you. why would you want Rollins? Yes, to I said this title? person because I refuse to call her a man. You can just call her what she is, which is a woman, or right. Seth Rollins' girlfriend. I could say that, but I won't. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Seth Rollins, he is in his own champion. Yes, I'm leaving the Money in the Bank matches to last. Okay, that's fair. Seth Rollins and AJ Styles, the dream match for the Universal title. Thank God we have a Universal title match that does not involve Brock Lesnar. For the first time in like, to actually, do you know, the last Universal title match that did not involve Brock Lesnar. Was Hell in a Cell. Was Goldberg versus Kevin Owens. No, Hell in a Cell. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Yeah, that doesn't count. How does it not count? Yeah, that doesn't count. Okay, okay, fine. Goldberg versus KO that doesn't at count. Fastlane Come 2017. On. I'm sorry. Nobody knew Braun Strowman was actually going to matter at that point. Come on. What the la You just said the last time that we had a universal yes. title match. I didn't have In Brock my mind, that's the last time it actually happened. Right, because fair. Brock Lesnar held it hostage for two years. <laughs> hostage, I tell you. I, I would have rather seen Paul Heyman by the be the universal champion. Yeah, I uh, said it. Okay. Yeah. What? what what's... Uh, What's that syndrome that you get when you are okay with you being kidnapped? That would be Stockholm syndrome. The Universal the Universal Championship had Stockholm syndrome for two years. <laughs> it was not comfortable being there. Okay, 
Sure it wasn't. That it, is a it, gross it, exaggeration of a legitimate syndrome. I'm sorry. I apologize. You <laughs> know what's also object. You know what's also messed up? The fact that the red leather strap on the Universal title is almost the same color of Brock Lesnar's face. So it's the phenomenal one, AJ Styles versus the arsonist, Seth Rollins. <laughs> it's his best nickname, I'm telling you. Every it is great. Nickname I've he told has, you that. It's the arsonist because he wants to burn it down. I'm telling you. By the way, I had a great idea. I have to put this out there because it's too good not to put on this show. Go ahead. The new gimmick for Seth Rollins, mm -hmm. he needs to wear Kane's gear. He needs to be managed by corporate Kane Glenn Jacobs. There you go. The mayor of Knox County. And he needs to do the whole gimmick where he brings fire down. You can you can even have him do a choke slam. It would be amazing. And the Tombstone Pile Driver, do it. Hey, Seth Rollins is all about using other people's moves. Clearly. Now, given given it's WWE, they will not change his music. <laughs> they'll be like they'll be like burn it down, and he'll come in on a mask, and everybody will be really confused. And then Corporate Kane will come out, and he'll be like, yes. My client, wait, I can't call him that. That's Paul Heyman's, my underling, wait. <laughs> hey, gimmick infringement. Okay, all right, true See? that. See, Glenn Jacobs is letting him wear the gear. I'm just saying. Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. We went on a hell of a tangent. universal title. Okay, I'm telling you right now, the money in the big matches are going to be great. Yes. If they do this the way they should do this, mm -hmm. this will be match of the night. Agreed. However, I have a bad feeling they're not going to give them 25 minutes. Hmm. Why? Because your boy Triple H is not in the match. <laughs> hey, it's true. You know it. Suck it up. The point is, oh, man. I wish this match would go 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. I wish it was the main event. Mm hmm I wish it was something that I can be proud of as a wrestling fan to enjoy. Mm -hmm. However, I do not think it's going to be the main event. I do not think it's going to go 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. I do think they're going to do the best job they can with the time they are given. Mm -hmm. They are two of the best wrestlers on the planet. Mm -hmm. I would love for AJ to eventually wear the Universal title, but it's not going to happen at this pay-per-view because Seth Rollins is going to retain in the match of the night. So I I'm actually going to disagree with you. Um, I'm not... <laughs> Hold, no, 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 wait, 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 hold on. Not where you think I'm going. Not where you think I'm going. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I think Seth Rollins is retaining the Universal title. Where I'm going to disagree with you is I genuinely believe, genuinely, believe, excuse me, genuinely believe that Seth Rollins and AJ Styles are going to main event Money in the Bank in Hartford. Uh, I, and, and because they should, okay? I've given it all kinds of slack saying, why is the Universal title main eventing over the WWE title and yada, yada, yada. I like Kofi Kingston a lot. I think I've made that very clear on this podcast. I love Kevin Owens. And I think that the WWE title is the most prestigious title in sports entertainment today. That being said, when you have the best wrestler in the world, and then you have the third best wrestler in the world, and they are clashing for the first time in a WWE ring for your second most important title. I'm sorry, that's a main event. And I can, and you could tell me, oh, well, the Money in the Bank ladder match is named after the show, blah, blah, blah. I could care less. I could give three craps about that, Roswell. This is Alan Jones and Kobe Lopez, okay? This is Tyler Black and the Phenomenal One. 
This is AJ Styles and the arsonist, the architect, the Kingslayer, the Beast Slayer, Seth Ro- I, Becky Lynch's boyfriend, like whatever you want to call him. Bumbling all over yourself. I'm over sorry, there. okay? I told you I needed to have my moment when it came to this match. I'm taking my moment right here, right now. If I see that Vince McMahon gives them less than 20 minutes on Sunday, it's gonna happen. I'm rioting. I'm rioting right now. You gonna you gonna drop a sign and say you're gonna riot? Yeah, I'll be like, if if I don't even know, I don't even know what I'm gonna do. Are I'll, you gonna riot with Ruby? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. By the way, shout out to Ruby Riot and and Liv Morgan. They actually they're teaming up in UK. Yes. Hopefully you'll have better music than they do. Just Clearly. saying. Yeah, that's not the point. <laughs> no. They should main event. They better main event is what I'm saying. For the record, said, I, I never said they shouldn't main oh, event. Oh, no, no, I'm well aware. I just said I'm well aware. Yeah. there's a very good chance they are not going to main event. I just and, – and I see where your point is, and I even agree with you. I just say baloney. Bullshindiggity is what your boy James says? I hate when he says I'm it sorry. And I'm sorry. Bullshiggity. Thank you. Bullshiggity is what I call that. Rollins and AJ need to main event on Sunday. Rollins will retain in a match that will be forever remembered as an absolute classic between two of the best wrestlers in the world. I believe we have picked every match the same, and we're at the Money in the Bank matches. This is this is getting ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I don't have any problem taking advantage of the fact that you picked weird stuff on NXT pay-per-views, but <laughs> on these main <laughs> Was shows... Was it weird? I thought he was getting called up. Unbelievable. All right, uh... Because I actually think the men's match is going to main event, and because what you said earlier may actually happen, I'm going with the women's Money in the Bank ladder match for 2019. The combatants are Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, Carmella, and the replacing Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, uh, for this pay-per-view. No Asuka, no Charlotte, no Becky, no Ronda, no Nia Jax. Um, and no Sasha Banks. And no Ruby Riot. And no Ruby Riot. And no Tamina. So there's, well, there's a reason why I didn't say that. But I'm just saying I Tamina was in the very first uh, women's smack, I'm so, sorry, the women's Money in the Big Ladder match. Sorry. So if you were wondering, there is a lot of star power. Oh, by the way, Sonya Deville, not in this match. I was a little surprised they did not, although it's raw. So if it was, if it was a SmackDown replacement, they probably would have put Sonya in the match. Agreed. Um, plus, I actually think Sony would do very well in this setting. She's done very well in pretty much everything they've put her in. Her and Mandy are very underrated. So, uh, if you're wondering why there's not a lot of like heat for this match, that's a prime reason why. Mm-hmm. That's no offense to the eight people I just mentioned. But when you do not have your star power, or when a lot of your star power is not in your Money in the Bank ladder match... Mm-hmm. This is what you get. And by the way, there have been men's matches that I could say the exact same thing for in which it's kind of been lacking star power. Very much so. It happens. They just got caught in a in a place where either the people that were supposed to be in this match are not here or not medically cleared, and your main stars that you've been pushing are in world title matches. Which is perfectly fine. So, to me, that makes this match, it comes to me down to two people. Yes. I do not think Carmella's winning the Money in the Bank ladder match again. I do not think Nikki Cross is winning, nor Ember Moon, nor Natalia, nor Naomi, nor Dana Brooke. It really comes down to two people. It comes down to Bailey, and it comes down to Mandy Rose. 
who are on the same show, by the way. They are both for SmackDown. Now, I guess they could technically cash in on Raw because the brands don't mean anything, but I have a feeling whoever wins out of these two mm-hmm. is going to cash in on whoever's the SmackDown champion, Agreed. which could be Becky, which could be Charlotte, which could be who knows. Could be anybody. Exactly. I'm very tempted to take Mandy Rose. Uh, yeah, you've been very high I'm on Mandy Rose. I'm also very tempted to take Bailey mm-hmm. because I think they're both – have a very legitimate case for them to kind of launch off from this point. Bailey's kind of been lost on Raw. She was a, she was a uh, women's tag team champion with Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is MIA. This would be a chance to push her again as a single and really just immediately put her right back in the discussion of I have to pay attention to you. Or I could I could give the briefcase to the gal that, in my opinion, has been the most improved over the last year has really proven her worth on the mic. She's got a good thing going with Sonya. I could easily see her being tag team champion or SmackDown women's champion. So personally, I think I'm going with my gut on where they placed her on the card and where people think they're really going to go with this. I think Mandy's going to win. I really do. Because I'm telling you now, they would not put her in the positions they've put her in on TV and with feuds and everything else if they did not have a lot invested in that character, heels, tepi- heels typically tend to do better on these types of pay-per-views, right? She can cash in on Becky Lynch if she wanted to. That's an easy way to get the title off of Becky and really saying that she really didn't lose a legitimate match because she could have been beaten up or it was you know a cheap win by Mandy, but you're still pushing Mandy. So you know what? I'm going with my gut, and I know I'm a big fan of Mandy Rose. First of all, she's gorgeous. Second of all, she's awesome in the ring. She's a great talker and a good promo. She really is. I've been wanting to tell you that. I think that her promo skills are absolutely underrated. And I think it's time to just strap the rocket onto Mandy Rose and just push her to the moon. I think now's the time to do it. I say Mandy Rose wins the Money in the Bank ladder match for 2019. Wow. That's... uh... Not, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked, but and not because you, you're like, oh my god, I'm in love with Mandy Rose. I'm gonna marry her one day. I'm gonna take her away from Corey Graves. She's I, awesome. She you is. Mean, she's yeah. a very listen, man. She's been improving so steadily. Her and Sonya both. Like if Sonya was in this match, I'd be like, it's it's a toss up between Mandy and Sonya. It really, really is. With that being said, so Bailey got squashed by Alexa Bliss like three weeks ago, and I'm like what the hell are you doing, WWE? Like, she was just killing it with, with Sasha Banks in the tag team division. They, they put the titles on the map. She was actually steadily improving. She had a very strong match against Ronda Rousey on the Monday Night Raw after uh, Royal Rumble. And then she comes on over to SmackDown. Here's the one thing you, and I, you, you forgot to mention, but you and I have talked about this on multiple occasions. The SmackDown women's division is loads better than the Raw women's division right now, which is a lot of the reason why... You know, there's been nothing going on on Raw. Like, I mean, no disrespect to Natty and no, to Dana Brooke and to to um, Naomi and to now Nikki Cross, because the only person that was holding that division together was Alexa Bliss. But I mean, it's the SmackDown women who are holding this on on lock. You've got Carmella, who is actually a very over babyface right now, whether or not you like it. Um, not saying you, but just people as a whole. You've got Bailey, who is one of the four horse women. Ember Moon is a very strong performer, and then you have Mandy Rose, who is basically gaining traction unlike anybody's business. 
That being said, you want you want to put Bailey back on the map, Ross. You have her win Money in the Bank, and you finally have her turn heel. And what I mean by that is, why the heck not have her cash in on Becky at Money in the Bank? I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not telling you to go ahead and put that on the books and then put it as a, oh, that'll mark off J-Man for our scoring system. I'm just saying, if you want, listen, Montreal already started booing her. Uh, other shows that they've showed up at, they've kind of started booing her. Just do it. Just test it out. See how Bailey can actually talk when she's actually speaking her mind. Because that is what WWE superstars do the best. When you finally let them snap, when you finally let them lash out, that's when this crap works 98% of the time. If you have her win and then half the crowd in Hartford is not all about it, trust me when I tell you they will boot boo the snot out of her when she comes running down the ramp and cashes in after Becky beats Charlotte. Guarantee it. And there you go. You have her beat the snot out of Becky and you have her win the SmackDown title. That being said, that's fantasy booking. However, it's logical booking. It's between Bailey and Mandy. And as much as I like uh, Mandy, excuse me, and I very much do, I just not just not quite ready. Not quite. Just a little bit longer. Bailey, already a former Raw Women's Champ, in need of a major character change. Perfect way for to make this happen. Bailey for 2019 Women's Miss Money in the Bank. Not gonna lie, I was torn on that pick. Me too. Me too. Um, I, I was. I almost had the M written, and then I turned it into a B. There it is. What I think will be the main event of, by the way, I will not be surprised if uh, if Mandy Rose wins and cashes in that night. Uh, I think if Bailey wins, they will save it until a smack. In fact, all right, here you go. Fantasy booking 101. Here if we go. If Bailey wins, mm-hmm. they will wait to have her turn heel and cash in until they go. Let's see. Is the Fox deal this year or next year? This year, it's, uh, October. They're going to wait till that happens. Wow. Like the first show on on Fox. Yeah. That would be cool, man. That would yeah. be a hell of a way to get people talking. But if Mandy wins, she cashes in that night. That's fair. I and, like that booking decision. And uh, Sonya will help her. Boom. Boom. Show cohesiveness. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, you want to really put Mandy and Sonya on the map? Have Mandy win the women's title and then have them both win the SmackDown tag team title. And have them run rough shot for the next four months. Well, you mean just the women's tag team titles because they're on both yes. shows. I apologize. You know what I mean. I knew what you were saying. Yes. Just, just for clarity. It's just they've been on SmackDown for the last six weeks. And I it's know. Felt like an eternity. I know. By the way, it's still weird that Paige is managing Asuka and Kyrie Sane. The Kabuki Warriors. That oh, don't get me started. Sorry, I'm just telling don't, you the facts. Don't. Don't. By the way, I'm glad that they're now the Viking Raiders on NXT because they're being called the War Raiders on NXT. About damn for time they time. changed that. I'm just saying that's Ivar a whole other issue. Eric. By the way, yeah, it's a whole other issue. I'm not getting into it. This is a preview and prediction show. We have one match to go. We finally picked one that was different. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. The men's Money in the Bank ladder match, which I personally think is going to main event this show. Although I am with you, I hope that the Universal Title main events this show. I'm just saying. I have a feeling this is going to main event the show. Sami Zayn is replacing Braun Strowman. He won a match 
in which Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin actually and Bobby Lashley or just those two? Just those two. Okay. Uh, it was a really. It was actually not a bad match. No, and um, again, they had the whole thing of three people beating up Braun Strowman. Yeah. So again, booking wise, it makes sense that Sami Zayn didn't just beat Braun Strowman straight up. Right. It's fine. Regardless of what you say, Braun Strowman didn't even need to be in this match. I wish they would actually just do something with him instead of just him being the guy. Like, literally, he's turning into the big show. Yep. Sad. Very much so. Minus the 35 heel turds. He's only had, like, two. (laughs) Okay, so Zayn's in this match, joined by Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, the greatest wrestler of 2018-19, the most improved, that's for sure. Ali, Finn Balor, the Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor, Andrade, not Cien Almas, and the Viper, Randy Orton. Yes, I'm still convinced we need to have a wrestler named Mustafa Cien Almas. Or have a have like a have like a six-man tab group, Mustafa, Cien, and Almas. That'd be amazing. Be, that would be amazing. Exactly. By the way, they, they don't call Randy the Viper anymore. They call him the Apex Predator. Yeah, whatever. Which I think is stupid. Is he gonna take us to Viperville? <laughs> I always hated that. That was a stupid line. So, Who uh, fed that to him? I don't know. Probably Vince. Probably Vince. So Randy Orton's been RKOing people all week. Actually, for the last two weeks, he's been great. Um, Andrade and Ricochet looked really strong this week on TV. Although um, Ricochet lost clean to Baron Corbin. So I was getting there. It's okay that you jumped in because it's a really good point because they've kind of been – Okay, this is one of those events where I don't mind you making everybody look strong and everybody look weak at the same time. That's perfectly fine with me, too. Because unless you have a storyline, like, for instance, there have been rumbles where there have been storylines. Yes. Like the one where Roman's defending the title. Or even as much as I hate the 99 Rumble, there was a storyline with Austin and Vince yeah. that is the basis of the whole match. CM Punk in 2014 couldn't win because of the authority. Kane chokeslam and threw a table. Exactly. Yeah. So... I'm okay with everyone kind of looking strong and everyone kind of looking weak in this kind of match. Yes. That being said, man, do I wish they would not have had Baron Corbin win the Money in the Bank briefcase in when he did. In 2017, Because this year would have been the perfect year for him to win it. Just bad timing. No, no, I, I agree, man. That's... Because, again, I've said this on multiple occasions, the best heel on Monday Night Raw is Baron Corbin. By a long shot. It's not even close. Yep. Now, He's not winning, which is unfortunate. I love what he's doing on TV. He's in the snarky role. He will be fine in whatever they put him in because he's going to get heat. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to win. I also don't think Sami Zayn's winning. He just got put in the match, even though I know a lot of people are picking him to win. I would. I, he's. I don't see Sami Zayn Universal Champion. I just don't see it. Or even WWE Champion. Call me wrong all you want. Kevin Owens was always going to be a champion before Sami Zayn was. That's my opinion. That's other people's opinions as well. I just don't see it. I think Zayn is there to take a big bump and be knocked out of the match with like 10 minutes to go in the match, and we're not going to see him again because he's going to take a really horrendous bump on a ladder. He, I mean, he has taken those bumps before. I could also see Ali fitting that spot. I actually think Ali is taking the Shelton Benjamin spot in this match mm-hmm. where he's kind of there to do big moves, so yeah. I don't see Ali winning this match. It's a bad omen to look good, the SmackDown or Raw before a pay-per-view, which means I am not picking Andrade to but win here's this the match. Thing, Andrade, he may have won the match, but then he got basically thrown off the ladder by Ricochet, yeah. so how good did he actually look at the end of the show? And uh, Finn Balor's a champion. I don't see him. Uh, I don't. 
I didn't like his promo where he's like, I'm going to have two belts. From two belts. Yeah. Dumb. Dumb. Stop trying to take that. And uh, Randy Orton doesn't need it. Which means you're winner of the Men's Money in the Bank 2019 because they needed to push him as the main eventer and as, quote unquote, the chosen one when they needed to. The man that's been in and out of the company. The man that was stuck in three-man band, for goodness sakes, with Heath Slater and Jinder Mahal, who I love. Yes, I loved that group because I love all three of these men. Jinder Mahal more later, but you get my draft. Slater's going to slay. Slater's going to slay, exactly. Gender doing the air guitar, it was brilliant. Go watch it. I don't care if people hated 3MB. I loved them. They're great. We're a three-man band. It was awesome. Yeah. He went away. He got super jacked, right? Yep. He comes back. He had matches at Kurt Angle. He had matches at Wall Culture Wrestling. He was killing the game all over Europe. He went over to Impact. So, again, I know the people give flack for people that say this, okay? Drew McIntyre oozes main eventer the look the in-ring work the promos you know what else i love about drew mcintyre he trash talks his opponents during matches which is a little subtlety for a heel that i'm supposed to hate that's really good he's a heel that you're like i really want to see him get his ass kicked not like Baron Corbin, because Baron Corbin's kind of just like the snarky heel. Drew McIntyre's the guy that's like, oh, he's going to be the champion, and he's going to hold this, and my goodness, I want someone to kick his ass for the belt. He is a jacked-up version of Kevin Owens. That's how I'll put it, because Kevin Owens is the king of trash talk in the middle of a match, and he does it spectacularly. The only difference is that Drew McIntyre is super serious, where KO makes you laugh hysterically, but you still want to see him lose because he's a massive heel that's the only difference. Drew McIntyre also has one of the best finishers in the business right now. It's super protected. And again, as I've said, they've kind of been slow playing his ascent. Remember, he was hanging out with Braun and Dolph. By the way, where's Dolph? He's been hanging out with those two guys. They really protected him. He's really been kind of in that scene of guys that you can see making a jump, but they haven't really pushed the button on it yet. Yeah. I'm telling you, you want another money match? Seth and Drew. Now, I would book it contrary to what a lot of heels do, which is cash in after a match. I would just have Drew be like, I'm going to beat you straight up and then just have him do it. Now, again, it's a heel. They're probably going to have him sneak in a victory, whatever. The point is I'm picking Drew McIntyre. The guy's ready for the main event push. I want to see him with a world title. Just do it. All the reasons I said for Braun Strowman to just be a champion, just do it. Just do it. Go with your gut or go with a notion that this guy can succeed, which is what I've been saying all along with Braun. He can succeed in that role if you just let him do it. Backstage issues aside, just let them do it. Give the ball to somebody and go with it. You know how you love Kofi Kingston? They finally gave the ball to him, see what he can do, right? Yeah. I'm not saying at that same level. but with no, no. Drew, It's the same concept, though. Exactly. It's the guy where I'm like, Man, that guy should have been a world champion like a long time ago. Yeah, the difference between Kofi and Drew McIntyre is the fact that Drew McIntyre can be seen as a world champion where half the world didn't see Kofi until now, and now he's proven it. Hey, Kofi's actually not that bad. Not to you, but to most people, it's like Kofi's actually really not that bad. Um, I, I agree with what you're saying. So, I mean, this is, this is probably more of a fan pick mm-hmm. than a logic pick because maybe there are more logical people in this match to pick. Well, I don't think Sami Zayn is a very logical pick, although his promo cutting has been fire since he came back the night after WrestleMania. But for whatever reason, 
I think it's time to push the button and just say, who's our guy? So I'm picking Drew McIntyre to win the mon- the men's Money in the Bank match. Um. So Randy Orton's not going to win. Ricochet's not going to win. Ali's not going to win. Um, basically, to me, there's only three logical people, actually four, really, that should win this match. One of them being, shockingly, Baron Corbin. I really, truly, truly mean that. But he got made to look like such a fool in 2017, excuse me, in 2017, that, uh, you know what, they actually owe him one, to be honest with you. Kind of the same way that they dropped the ball with CM Punk, even though CM Punk won the title. They dropped the ball on his title reign. It's kind of a similar situation. I just, I'm telling you, they would riot Ross if if he won the Money in the Bank. But isn't that the whole point, to have a massive heel be a champion so your massive baby faces can take him down, right? That being said, Baron Corman's not going to win. Then you've got three people that I legitimately think can win. You've got Sami Zayn, who has been cutting fire promos, and he's really changed it up since he came back. He wasn't acting like this when he, before he left. He was being a very good heel with Kevin Owens, yes, but it was still Kevin who was cutting the more fire promos, and he's just a better performer, period. Then you have Andrade, my boy, and you got Drew, your boy. And I'm just, I'm just stuck. I had Sami Zayn actually written on my notebook here to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. I really did. And then I was like, no, he just got added. They can't do that. Like, you know, you want consistency. You want somebody who's been actually featured. And I'm not saying that Sami hasn't been featured very well because he actually has been. He's been cutting money promos since he came back. But when you get dropped in in a dumpster... The night, but the week before you get your spot, I'm sorry, that's just not, you know, it's just not. It's not. It's stupid. You you get made to look like a dum dum, and then you're gonna be money in the bank. Come on, it's it's illogical. So you've basically got two choices: Drew McIntyre, who's been killing the game since he got called up. Then you've got Andrade, who is honestly potentially going to be the biggest Latino superstar we've ever seen since Ray and Eddie. And that's a lot of things to say, but he's better than Alberto in almost every single capacity. The only difference is that Alberto's accent wasn't as thick. Other than that, he's better than him in the ring. Um, He's more crisp. He's more smooth. He's got this flow about him. He can wrestle with anybody, whereas Alberto... He was kind of stiff sometimes, and his style didn't go along with everybody. Case in point, John Cena. So the question is, who are you ready to strap the rocket onto first? And I think the answer is simple. As much as I love Andrade, uh, you've got Kevin Owens, and you've got Roman Reigns, and you've got Elias, who are still ahead of uh, Andrade, which that'll change soon, but not that soon. On Raw... Who do you have ahead? Who who do you have ahead of Drew McIntyre? Nobody, except for the champ and his number one contender. That's it. Drew McIntyre is the same type of situation that I said last year that they should have done with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman didn't need to win Money in the Bank last year. He's that guy that can just flat out win the title. However, that's not how this is going to be booked, and they're going to have him just cash in. So you know what? Take the rocket. You strap it on like if it was Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story, light the match, put him on the RC car with Woody, 
and blast the heck off and then have them fly and then say, we're flying. No, we're falling with style. Drew McIntyre is going to climb up the ladder on Sunday, grab the briefcase, fall with style back into the ring, hold it up, be Mr. Money in the Bank or Psychopath in the Bank, you're welcome, and then probably cash in at SummerSlam on Seth Rollins and be Universal Champion until WrestleMania 36. I just want to take a moment and have everybody appreciate the fact that the J-Man just connected dots that involved Drew McIntyre and Toy Story. <laughs> I have been watching Toy Stories 1, 2, and 3 oh my gosh. consecutively falling, for the last three months. Falling with style. You know who fell with style a lot? Sin Cara. <laughs> Botchkara. That's right. Wow. Well, on that note, that's a gold nugget right there. That's going to be kept in the in the. I'm going to. I'm going to, for a while. I'm going to quickly recap our picks. I can't believe that just happened. All right, uh, we are both picking Daniel Bryan and Rowan to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Tony Nese, we both picked to retain the Cruiserweight title. We also picked Samoa Joe to retain the United States title over Rey Mysterio. By the way, Tony Nese would be defeating Davari. Uh, we also have The Miz defeating Shane McMahon in the Steel Cage match. Roman defeating Elias in a featured attraction match. Thanks a lot, WCW. A grudge match. Oh, gosh. TNA used to do that all the time. Grudge match. It's like they've been feuding for three months. Uh, Becky to uh, retain both of her titles at this show. Kofi Kingston will uh, defeat Kevin Owens and keep his WWE title. We also have Seth Rollins keeping his Universal title. We both picked Drew McIntyre. J-Man picked Bailey. And I picked Mandy Rose to win the women's Money in the Bank. As I said before, I am leading by two, 37 to 35. So I will either be up by three or I will only be up by one mm -hmm. because that's how these pay-per-views have gone. Yep. So, I'm excited. Very much so. Me too. Um, Hartford. Uh, I, I, again, perhaps I'm getting hung up on it, but. No, no, no. no you know what? Really quick. I'm going to just look up where Monday Night Raw is taking is emanating from. Greenwich. Stanford. Is it really? New York City. Hold on. Monday Night Stores. Raw. <laughs> Actually, let me go on to WWE.com really quickly. Oh, boy. And we'll end the show on this because if it's really that, I'm going to be really upset. Let's see. Tickets and events. I would presume it's not very far from their location. Probably not. Let's see. Select dates. I'm sorry, audience, but just bear with me one second. So really what, what he's looking up right now is where the Monday Night Raw is on May 20th of 2019. Albany. Yeah, no, thank God it's taking place in Hartford. Albany, New York. <sighs> Where uh, Monday Night Raw is going to be. Here's to hoping that they're better than uh, Times Rupp Union Arena. Center. And here's better that. The you know what? Albany's not that bad because New York is a good crowd. I know it's New York State, but lots of wrestling promotions, and there's a lot of wrestling history in the state of New York. So that's fine. It'll would be better than the Cajun Dome. Would you like to know where SmackDown is going to be on the 21st? Uh, let me take a wild guess. Somewhere, I'm going to say Rhode Island. They're not even going to be in the state of New York. 
That is amazing. They're going to be uh, in Providence. In Providence? Providence is a good crowd. Providence is a very good crowd. Uh, Providence is typically a very – now, I do remember like a WCW show went there once, and yeah. they like hated it. Yeah, because Providence is – they're a WWE town. Well, again, I, I get that Rhode Island is not New York. But that Northeast kind of crowd—that's their—that's their domain. That's 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 like home base for them. Yeah, it is. I so. mean, that's why Brooklyn and Boston and Philly. Hopefully, they're not Red Sox fans. By the way, uh, even though they, even though I hate them, the uh, Boston Bruins are in the Stanley Cup Finals. By the way, oh, congratulations! They they, 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 they they swept the uh, they swept the Carolina Hurricanes. And then who's in the Western Conference Finals? St. Louis and San Jose. And what is that series tied up at? Or what uh, is that series at? San Jose won a controversial game three on a hand pass mm. that the NHL has already said uh, they messed up. Of course they did. So of course they did. Oh, that look is, at that. The Warriors came back. 114 to 111. <laughs> I told you not to worry. That is going to do it for our Money in the Bank 2019 preview and prediction show. Mm-hmm. We will have our post show on Sunday right after the show. So hopefully you guys will be able to uh, enjoy the show live. We will. We will. And then, of course, we'll bring the uh, aftermath of that show. Hopefully it'll be a good show. Very much so. Hopefully yeah. Mandy Rose will have a briefcase and I will increase my lead by three. Well, we'll see. Uh, here's, you know what? This is, uh, I can already tell you that this show is going to be success. Why? Because you're not going to go on sabbatical after it. Those are low standards, but okay. <laughs> Just saying, man. It happened to you last year. I don't see where, where anywhere on this card it would make you go on a sabbatical. Money again. in the Bank 2018 was horrible. Don't watch it ever again. I'm just saying. There wasn't a good match on that card. There was okay matches. It was awful. A, no, actually, wait, hold on. What was the best match on that card? Uh, Shinsuke and AJ? Probably. If I remember correctly, the women's money in the bank was not terrible. No, it wasn't, but it wasn't as good as the one the, the year before. That's true. Or the two, I should say. For the J-Man, this has been Boss Ross. Oh, actually, you know what? Before I close, hit us the Double Turn Podcast Instagram. Yes, one and only J Man nineteen. His Instagram account, Ross the Real Boss eighty five. Yes, sir. my Instagram account where we post lots of things, wrestling, life in general. Yep, and check us out there. And uh, more details to come. I know I keep saying that every week, and I apologize. It's been a long process, and I'm very. It is what it is. For the J Man. This has been Boss Ross. This has been the Double Turn Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you on the flip side. Fall with style and let Nikki play.